somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. What's out there beyond that great big horizon? Adventure, glory, and the seediest cutthroats, villains, and really bad eggs imaginable. Today, we're hopping in the crow's nest and breaking out the grog to watch two Disney movies about, you guessed it, pirates! In Muppet Treasure Island, everyone's favorite crew of puppets takes on Robert Louis Stevenson's pirate classic about Long John Silver and his takeover of a ship to track down buried treasure. His friend turned nemesis, cabin boy Jim Hawkins, teams up with Captain Kermit the Frog, Gonzo, Ratso, and Fozzie to foil Long John's nefarious plot. In Pirates of the Caribbean, blacksmith Will Turner joins forces with the popper of the surf and the jester of Tortuga himself, Captain Jack Sparrow to save his love, Elizabeth Swan, from Jack's former shipmates, the undead crew of the Black Pearl. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho, and prepare to set sail. Aye, aye! Ahoy, and welcome to Fantasmic, the happiest podcast on Earth, where we have magically inspired debates about Disney's movies and TV shows. My name is Captain Mitch, and we've got a couple scurvy dogs in the house tonight. Blondebeard Branded Sharp. Say hi, Blondebeard. Ahoy. <laughs> Ooh, very good, very good. And the Jolly Roger himself, Zach Smith Michaels. <laughs> Well, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh. All right, folks. Now, uh, a vast, as I explained, the pirate's code for the new listeners. Yeah. Uh, in case it's your first time uh, joining us on Fantasmic, here's how it works. There's going to be three questions uh, where we're going to debate two Disney movies. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, oh boy, I'm going to say it every time, two of my favorites. <laughs> Muppets Treasure Island. Love the Muppets. How do y'all feel about the Muppets? you like the Muppets? They're great. I love them. I do enjoy the Muppets. I do uh-huh. enjoy a select few Muppet movies. <laughs> and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. It's the it's the only good Pirates of the Caribbean movie, so, you know. Yeah, we're just doing the first one. We're not talking about the second, no the third, sequel good, talk good. here. The fourth, the fifth. I just wanted to say for the record that I think they're bad, so... We got it. Good. Great. Thank you. Just being brave, you know. <laughs> All right. Here's what's going to go down. There's going to be three questions. The two of you are going to make your arguments, and whoever makes the best case at the end will win the booty, and uh, whoever loses will be sent to David Jones' locker. I'm trying to get all the pirate things in this intro that I can. Savvy? <laughs> a-, a plus, Mitch. Thank you. Good Thank job. You. Good job. All right, you two. How are you feeling? You ready to jump in right away, Anchor? I am. I am ready to rock and roll. Yes. First question, it's a straight-up Pirate v. Pirate showdown tonight. Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow versus Tim Curry as Captain Long John Silver. Who's the best? So, I'm going with Johnny Depp here as Captain Jack Sparrow, and here's why. He absolutely nails the look. He just looks like this salty old sea dog who has spent a majority of his life at sea, right down to his gold teeth suggesting a lack of oral hygiene, which is exactly what I want in a pirate. Couple more things real quick. A fantastic swordsman able to handle himself in a scrap, quite proficiently I might add, and a smooth talker able to just weave himself out of any situation that may seem rather bleak. And those are my opening Hmm. thoughts. 
So Tim Curry, um, a master of his craft, I think we could all agree, is having the time of his life in this movie. But what I like is that he's not, it's not the Tim Curry show. I like that he is a character in the Muppet movie and he's playing his Muppet character to the best of his ability. He gives an incredibly dynamic performance. Uh, sometimes he has to be scary and you have to be afraid of him, but then he has those soft, quiet, tender moments with James, which he really makes a lot out of a little. There's not a lot on the page for that character. And I feel like you would assume Tim Curry is just going to come in and blow it up and go way over the top. But he kind of, he plays the supporting pirate very well. And when it's time for him to kind of stand up and have fun, oh boy, does he deliver. So for those reasons, I have to go with my man, Tim Curry, as Long John Silver. All right, you two, draw your weapons. Have at E. You know what's not quiet and tender? <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you finish the question, Mitch. <laughs> no, that's good. Have at you know what's you know what's yes. not quiet no, and tender? Tim Curry's laugh is so bombastic, <laughs> and every time I hear it, I'm thinking that's exactly what the this this is the Tim Curry show. That's exactly what this yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 is taking over the set with that. Well, laugh. if you want to talk about taking over the set, let's talk about Johnny Depp who doesn't need the audience. It's he fantastic. doesn't need the audience. That's what it irks me about his performance because it's the ultimate, do you need us to be here, Johnny Depp? Yes or no? Like, he's in a totally different movie than everybody else and he's not sharing the wealth with people. He's hijacking it all for himself. That's my issue with this performance. Like, you don't care about any of the other characters and you could chalk that up to bad writing, but Johnny Depp, it just seems like he's kind of out of control and his performance, while it's very loud and it's fun to watch, it's not, again, it just lacks a lot of dynamic he's just kind of at one volume and that's loud out of control also known as carrying the entire movie on his back which he does very well one thing about, about tim curry just like let's start from the beginning like he looks way too clean cut you think he so? does not I don't look agree. like a refined he no he looks <laughs> like a refined man and he doesn't look like he spent months at sea his beard but is I mean, trimmed you have to accept the premise though is that it's a muppet movie like we're not going to see him showing up like horribly gored and like a drunk guy we're comparing these two movies though so if we're talking about the look captain jack sparrow nails the sure look. but here's my thing though there's never a moment in the movie where he's on screen that he lets anybody else shine he doesn't pass the ball he doesn't share the wealth with the other actors and like as a result it hurts the movie like his performance like while it's very good and very fun ultimately it takes away from the other parts of the movie like you don't care about elizabeth swan and you don't care about will turner you don't care about those other characters because because you have Johnny Depp who's running around doing his uh, uh, uh. again like he could be doing that in his bedroom like at home alone and I would be like yeah this makes sense I think he's easily though the most interesting part of the movie I mean like that's what makes him so interesting you have no idea what is coming you don't know what to expect at one point Elizabeth says whose side is Jack on that's exactly right his schemes have schemes have schemes and that is what makes this movie so interesting I don't know like when you say that that's what makes it so interesting. I think, again, the issue is that when I'm looking at Johnny doing the thing, I don't see a character. I see a performance. I see a very loud performance. I see this is Johnny Depp's version of a pirate. When I see Tim Curry, I almost expect that. I expect all those Curryisms, but I see, you know, that he's not just the one pirate who has the big, Rawr! 
Arr, look at me, check me out. Like those moments when he's listening to Jim talk and he like kind of pulls it back. He lets the other kid shine for a moment. You see, this guy does have a heart and you see that this guy does care about people. And at the end of the movie, when he says to Jim, he goes, you're nice and you're kind. You didn't learn that from me. There's moments when he's not just like the big, fun, silly pirate. You actually care about the guy because you're able to see multiple sides and you just don't get to see multiple sides of Johnny Depp. I think pirates are opportunists. Like if you could distill a pirate down to like one basic thing, it would be that they are opportunists. And I think what you're saying is that plays right into Johnny Depp playing a pirate. He is an opportunist seizing this role and making it his own. This has become his new thing. He he has seized the opportunity. But I never connected with Johnny Depp. It felt kind of like I was watching an animal at the zoo when I was watching him. Whereas Tim Curry, I felt like I was watching uh, an actor. Gar, you two. Final thoughts. So I think the, the most compelling thing about Jack Sparrow is the character within a character that he's playing during the movie. Um, he is much more competent and cunning than he comes across at first glance, and that is what makes him such a formidable adversary. You don't see it coming. You meet this dewy, drunken character with a sinking boat, and the next thing you know, he's tricked his way um, out of prison and stolen the best ship on the harbor. Tim Curry's Long John Silver, wonderful singing voice, which makes a nice musical oh, number, yeah. but it is utterly worthless at sea or in a fight. <laughs> So when you think about characters like Hans Landa or characters like the Joker, the thing you like about them is that they're a nice seasoning to the movie. They're a nice, like, the extra thing that makes the whole movie. But if they're on screen too much, it's a little exhausting. So you kind of have to use those characters sparingly. Johnny Depp is not used sparingly in this movie. He's just like a big bottle of, like, hot sauce that someone just dumped the entire thing on top of this movie. And that's not what I like. And I'll say, you know, we talk a lot of times about when a bunch of characters are playing checkers and another one's playing chess right like that's interesting to watch the problem here these characters are playing like checkers and johnny depp is playing basketball like he's doing a completely different sport and at the end of the day i know that he got nominated for an academy award for best supporting actor but the movie didn't and in my opinion a good performance should serve a movie and the movie shouldn't serve the performance whoa will shiver me timbers <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I really laughed when Brandon said, yeah, Tim Curry's got a great singing voice, but that doesn't make him a good pirate. I would say that that hurt my performance, because pirates are supposed to be bad singers, I think. (laughs) Well, uh, normally we'd have a fact checker, but tonight I'm going to be the fact checker. And the only fact I'd like to check is, I think Brandon knows more about beards than anyone I know. So when he doxes Tim Curry's beard, I give that criticism a little bit of weight. So I wanted to add my two cents on the beard discussion. It's hard to keep a beard groomed. Especially at sea. Yeah, even under the best circumstances. Let that be a lesson to us all. Um, all right, round two. Y'all ready? I'm oh, ready. Man. Yes. All right, we call this segment Armchair Imagineer. Our second question. <laughs> After the success of The Muppets Christmas Carol, Jim Henson Productions almost made a King Arthur story with medieval dragons and knights. So here's what we're going to do. Pitch another period piece featuring The Muppets. We started with Brandon last time. Zach, I am dying to hear this. Pitch me <laughs> your period piece featuring The Muppets. I'll try to keep this short, but uh, to me, the Muppets, when they're used best in these kind of movies, are when they're doing familiar stories that we have too many versions of, like you said. A Christmas Carol, Treasure Island, stuff like that. There's a lot of versions of that, and the Muppets are good at coming in and refreshing those. So what is a popular story that's probably been adapted too many times? It's The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby (laughs) really works as a book, but when you turn 
turn into a movie, it's just rich white people having boring parties or it's fancy white people sitting around talking. So tell me that's not better with the Muppets. We have Miss Piggy as a daisy, Animal as Tom Buchanan, Ryan Gosling as Nick Carraway, and Kermit the Frog as the titular Great Gatsby. Boom. I don't like to weigh in. prematurely but as a former english major i want that so bad (laughs) i'm dying for that the world's dying for that brandon bring the eats so i'm really stretching the envelope of the word period piece here but uh my do it my selection my pitch is called kermit's day off and (laughs) we we are going with an 80s theme here good And uh, Kermit plays hooky and calls into Sesame Street sick and spends a day running around the city with Fozzie Bear and Gonzo. Yes. That that is my my pitch. Short and sweet. Who's Rooney? Gosh, you caught me with my pants down. I don't know. (laughs) I can't put you on the spot. That's on me. That's why you have to get like a real actor for that one. You have to get like a human for Rooney. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kermit the Frog here. Get in there. That was terrible. That was terrible. Just wait. Yeah, that was fine. Um, So, Brandon, I don't want to say that your idea is bad. I think that, you know, Kermit's Day Off would be kind of a fun movie, but I feel like we've more or less seen that, like the Muppets slacking or the Muppets taking a day off. You've never in your life seen the Muppets in high society trying to stab each other in the back, trying to cheat on their husbands and wives. I I disagree. (laughs) There's a tasty little movie called The Great Muppet Caper, which sounds exactly like The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby is not a mystery. The Great Gatsby is a romance or a, like, tragic romance story. When have we seen the Muppets do you know what Kermit and Miss Piggy they're great at doing the tragic romance they're great we want to see this and also it's got a sad ending for kids sometimes your heroes die so that's something that'd be great you know when when Kermit at the end is in the pool and he gets that shot and boom end of movie that's that's what I want to take my kids to see I mean picture like Kermit at the end of Breakfast Club throwing his arm up in the air walking across well, the football that, field you, I mean you said Ferris we're, we're Bueller, obviously not... uh, no 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 we're just using <laughs> Using that as a general idea sure, for sure. John Hughes' classic <laughs> movies here. Obviously, we're going to have great hairdos and wardrobe. I Why mean, didn't that's you a do given. the Breakfast Club? Now I'm thinking about the Muppets doing Breakfast Club. That's so much more fun to me. You know what I got for Christmas? It was a better year. Animal smoking a little cigarette. <laughs> Animal is John I, think ben- I feel like also, you missed an opportunity. <laughs> 80s movies have some of the best soundtracks we've ever been given. Sure. Just period. Oh, yeah. You're going to get an amazing soundtrack here. Right. I yeah. mean, th- in this is honest it's going to explore what it's like to grow up with a one group of friends but then work and spend time with another group of people well, who may not look and think like that's you. what I mean, that's what my movie is about my movie is about <laughs> you grow up with someone then you both go your separate ways and then you come back and i feel like the muppets they're not going to do it as dark of a story as great gatsby is so they're going to tweak it but it's going to be more about hey sometimes you go your way sometimes i go mine and when we get back together maybe we can't get married because we're too different but you should never try to change yourself to please somebody else that's a great message and i don't feel like we've seen that in the muppets movie because again like they practice what they preach the muppets are unapologetically themselves so when we see kermit at the end decide i'm not going to pretend to be the great gatsby anymore i'm just simply jay i mean i just snoozed a little bit listening to that I'm, i'm sorry i'm sorry but the idea of like the the high society and the Muppets. Tom Buchanan is animal. I just feel like I've way. seen it. I just feel like I've seen it. I mean, picture Kermit.
Kermit having to defend Ernie and Bert to Gonzo and Fozzie Bear. Like he's got to defend his new friends to the friends he he. <laughs> did you hear anything I said? Have you been listening to I me? Embarrassed Bueller? Is that what you're talking about? I have evolved the premise here. We've, Are you we've doing grown. All of John Hughes's We're, movies now. <laughs> Yes. I'm just pulling a little bit from everywhere. I'm saying like he, cinematic he, universe. he grew with up the with the Muppet Babies. Now he's working with Sesame Street and he's got, you know, Fozzie and Gonzo coming around. They're like, hey, your new friends over there, they seem cool. Hey, they're actually pretty nice. I like them. This would be a great movie. What, this would be a great movie. So which movie are you doing now? Are you doing St. Elmo's Fire, Weird Science, The Breakfast Club? That's the great thing. That's the great thing about saying 80s John Hughes. It but, just okay, is, but you said, is like a vast... But you said Said, just a Ferris Bueller's Day Off, though. And that's you, the title of my movie. And you gave it to Kermit. Thank Here's you the thing. for repeating it. Here's the thing, though. Jay Gatsby is a tragic character who you want to love, who you feel bad for. Ferris Bueller is a monster. He manipulates people. He lies to a people monster. to get whatever he wants. Do we want to see Kermit like that? I don't. Also, uh, Ryan Gosling plays Nick Carraway in my movie. You don't want to see Ryan Gosling with the Muppets? All right, Brandon, I'm going to need some specific details about your pitch Me now too. that it encompasses all John Hughes movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Kids I think I think seeing like a little edgier Kermit would be something interesting. I mean, most of the time Kermit's the guy sitting in the swamp with the banjo, oh. rainbows and you know, like honestly, spot on this, Kermit. This sounds, spot on Kermit. If, if I, I'm thinking like a movie, that's and that's exactly what I did. I was like, what is a movie that I would want to see? I want to see Kermit, and I want to see these guys for like a new era. We've done old, mm. we've done high society, sure. we've done Roaring Twenties. Let's do something in the '80s, something with like a catchy soundtrack. But this sounds like a movie that I actually. But see. here's the thing, though. Like we've seen a good version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We've seen a good version of that. We there has never been a good great Gatsby movie. And I'll stand by that. They tried to do a miniseries. It wasn't good. And again, it just doesn't work as a movie. That's no fault to like, you know, the filmmakers. They've gotten great actors. They've tried every time. It just doesn't work. Like, it's a very like, you know, dialogue heavy book. And when you try to make it a movie, it just doesn't quite work. But now you can have Muppets doing their funny voices and all of a sudden boom. Alright, lads. Final argument time. Remember, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Give me one last pitch. Why is your movie better? As you probably have noticed, um, mine is a musical because it's the Muppets, so there's always got to be a musical element, and if you'll <laughs> indulge me for a moment, I, I've written a song to be sung by our protagonist Jay Gatsby, played by Kermit the Frog. So here is, and this will kind of be like, you know, after they've spent a nice day together. Here's the song that I've written. It goes like this. Daisy, I'm sorry that I was scared inside Daisy, I'm sorry I tried to run and hide Run away with me Cause you know who I am exactly You're Daisy Buchanan And I'm me The Great Gatsby So, you know Mine is just better For the whole family as well So that is my closing Who's singing that song? Uh, Kermit, Thank you. The Great okay. Gatsby himself <laughs> I feel like we need a little disqualification. He brought in extra outside props, uh, props and <laughs> I didn't know this was a sing-along. You, this was you know a, what? As judge, jury, and executioner, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, I had a feeling it. you would. I'm every judge <laughs> in every TV show ever. I'll allow it. 
but watch yourself, McCoy. Yes, yes. Muppets in an era that we've never seen before. I think everything Zach described is something we've seen pieced together just in different forms. Kermit's Day Off is a coming-of-age tale of a kid just trying to make his way, of, of a frog just trying to make his way in the Hard Knock Streets of, uh, of Sesame Land. And I think I think that paired with the discussion of like some more grown up themes and some hard questions and a kick butt soundtrack, you have what I would consider a perfect movie. I'm writing the music for mine as well. <laughs> all right, ding ding, y'all. That was very good. That's all I have to say about that. That's very good. You both make me very happy when you talk about the Muppets. Oh well, well good. <laughs> all right, question three. Let's do it. Yes, yes. Final question of the debates between Muppets Treasure Island and Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Which is the better pirate movie? So I want you to explain what makes a good pirate movie to you and why your movie better exemplifies the traits of the scurvy dogs, the buckos, the mateys, why it's a better pirate movie. So Brandon, get in there, bucko. What makes a better pirate movie? Well, just a movie packed with scallywags. Just the roughest, dirtiest collection of ruthless pillagers and killers available. (laughs) There needs to be a treasure hunt or mission of some sort. Both check those boxes. We're good there. Also, a singular explosive personality that draws your eye and makes you want more. And then attractive women. I'm sorry, that sounds shallow, but a pirate movie? Yeah, that's what I think of. Remember, in... this is a family podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying a pirate movie. That That's what I think of. And Keira Knightley and Zoe Saldana went out over Miss Piggy and Jim Hawkins. Gar. <laughs> Jim Hawkins is a boy. <laughs> Zach, steer us to safer waters, please. Uh, so when I think about a, a pirate movie, I want to have fun. And I want to have just a straightforward good time. I don't want like my, my plot to get too muddy. I don't want there to be too many characters. I want to feel like I know what's going on and Muppets Treasure Island just takes the premise they keep it simple so they can throw in some fun songs so that they can throw in some fun moments and we go on a fun treasure hunt that's the thing like with a pirate movie I want to have a great time and Muppets Treasure Island I have such a good time again like I go back to Tim Curry as the pirate I go back to uh, Captain Arrow I go back to Kermit as like the reluctant captain there's so much fun to be had and it's all like piratey stuff you know like all the jokes in Muppets Treasure Island are about them being pirates and about them sailing. And you just get these great, funny character moments in the movie. And that's exactly what I want when I'm watching a pirate movie. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I don't necessarily want to be moved. But you know what? Muppets Treasure Island makes it happen. So, boom. All right, have at ye. I think simple premise also equals boring. There is something to the plot when you stack up the treasure hunt mission of the two movies. You have a twist in Muppet Treasure Island that we see coming from a mile away. And frankly, that's as tricky as it gets. Like I said before, Pirates of the Caribbean's twists give birth to bigger twists. And I think that, to me, keeps me guessing and it's more exciting. I don't agree. I think that the mission that they're going on is to return things, not to go and steal more treasure like pirates do. It's to go put treasure back, which is weird. I want to talk to you about tone for a minute, though, because pirates is a tonal mess. Like, we can say that it's a mess. Some moments, it's this Elizabethan period piece movie. Sometimes it's a zombie movie. It's like a slapstick comedy when Johnny Depp gets in there. It's like a very melodramatic movie when they let Orlando Bloom get in there. 
Sometimes it's terrifying. Sometimes it's hilarious. And it just feels messy. Like, I remember when I saw this movie and I was young, it was hard for me to get a grasp on the movie. I was like, am I having fun or am I terrified? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this movie. And I think that that's the main issue with the movie. That sounds, I mean, that sounds fun to me. That sounds exciting. That it's a mess? Not really knowing how, not, not really knowing how I feel. I mean, I think pirates in general, like you either have your more bouffant style Captain Hook pirates, which are like, you know, your French style pirates uh-huh. or your Caribbean style scallywags, oh, which oh. like, that's what I want to see. I want to see more rough and tumble, just some guys who kind of make me nervous a little bit. These are rough individuals. This movie absolutely is exploring sure. new ideas. We're exploring new ideas with pirates. We're seeing things we've always seen with Muppet Treasure Island. But every time the pirates aren't on screen in Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie is boring. Like every time you have to listen to those guys talk about like, look at this sword that I made for you. Like you don't know why Will and Elizabeth like each other other than that the movie needs them to. You don't know why people are doing what they're doing. And that's just, to me, that's bad filmmaking. It's essentially just, here's a zombie movie, but it's really a pirate movie. It's really all over the place. Whereas again, Muppets is straightforward. We're going on an adventure. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to get some treasure. We come home happy. What do you say? Whereas Pirates, I think, oh, it's over. Oh, now we have to watch Johnny Depp almost get hung. Oh, now he's not going to get hung. Oh, now they're in love with each other. Oh, I guess they were in love with each other. Why do they like each other again? One thing we're breezing over here is uh, Jeffrey Rush and his performance. We've talked a lot about Johnny Depp. He's the best captain in the movie. Jeffrey Rush is easily the best on-screen pirate in existence. Sure. I mean, sure. he is so compelling. I wish that the rest of the movie were as up to his standard. If the rest of the movie I don't were that disa- good, I don't disagree with you, but I think he does a great job kind of jerking the reins away from Johnny in many scenes yeah. and owning the scene. I mean, he, he is an amazing part, but, amazing addition to this movie. But you said it to yourself. The actors and the characters are jerking the reins away from each other, whereas the Muppets, they're all sharing the movie with each other. You don't feel like you're watching actors trying to like prove themselves and win their awards and again Tim Curry plays like a supporting B-roll character in the movie and he still manages to make it fun his song this is my big music number I was having the time of my life watching this whereas Pirates when there's action going down sure super fun when Jeffrey Rush is on screen sure super fun but when you just have Johnny Depp I'm like performance is a little bit loud he doesn't blend he's in a different movie than everybody else when you have Will Turner on screen I'm like Orlando Bloom's trying to legitimize himself he's not doing a great job. You don't care about Elizabeth Swan as a character. She's super boring and bland. You don't care about Commodore Norrington. You don't care about the pirates on the ship. In Muppets Treasure Island, you like everybody and you care about everybody. I mean, what I don't want is a villain that I like. I mean, Jeffrey Rush is yeah. in many ways a perfect villain. And I'm trying very hard to accept the premise here and accept the fact that we're talking about a puppet show sure. versus <laughs> live actors, yeah. which I love the Muppets, yeah. but of course it's seamless. This is a puppet show. The, the, the pirate, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is a bunch of big personalities, right. live action personalities mm-hmm. on screen. And, and yeah, it's going to get messy. It's going to get messy. All right, you swabs. Give me your final arguments. <sighs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> Honestly, when I think about a perfect pirate movie, I think about 
Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, it has a hero you can root for. I think pirates, in many ways, are the original anti-hero. Someone you love to hate, hate to love. I think um, in two instances, Johnny Depp's Captain Jack Sparrow and uh, Barbosa, played by uh, Jeffrey Rush, you love these guys. They're not great like morally, but you love them. I think with Muppet Treasure Island, again, great musical numbers, but um, some of the tongue-in-cheek comments get really old to me. It really like wears on me. Some are funny, but when I finally heard the bald pirate do his Marlon Brando impression, I could have been a contender. I was done. I was done with the tongue-in-cheek comments and they just don't run out. The plot of the movie, if you stack them up next to each other, I think it really comes down to one is interesting, one keeps you guessing, one straightforward and boring. And I would say that one, when you rewatch it, has moments that you forgot were in the movie. When you rewatch Pirates, you're like, oh, they're spending a lot of time really kind of getting to the action in the movie. And there's a lot of time spent going like, wait, what's happening? And it's not in a way of like keeps you guessing. It's in a way that's confusing. And, you know, you're talking about seamless versus whatever else. Like Pirates, I feel like, yeah, similar to Muppets, if this were an hour and 40 minute movie with the big personalities, like you were saying like you can keep all of that just make it a tighter movie give the other characters something to do because again the big takeaway in your movie is barbosa and sparrow and you don't care about anybody else in that movie and when i watch a movie yeah i want to have fun but i want to have fun with characters that i care about and i care about jim hawkins and rizzo and gonzo and kermit and miss piggy and long john silver i care about all of those characters and i want to see them make it home safely and in pirates one of them annoys me one of them is great and everybody else yeah well articulated zach well articulated (laughs) (laughs) well i hate to drop another piratism but whoa blow me down am i right fellas what a match (laughs) (laughs) zach cringe so we're not going to keep that in but i wanted to i wanted to do it you could do your best popeye right there do your uh uh, uncle joey doing his popeye impression blow me down (laughs) (laughs) all right fellas now i'm just dying to know uh what you thought of the two movies have you watched these recently i mean we can put the swords away and just get in there i love the muppets i love muppet treasure island it has fantastic musical numbers we got cabin fever oh my gosh the the one uh (laughs) professional pirate song is actually great. It's actually great. Yeah. Like, there were some, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, the Cabin Fever. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. But the, when you're a professional pirate, I was like, I was singing that the rest of the night. I like that they, like, saved the best for last with that one. That they're open. And, so good. And I love that Tim Curry goes, this is my one big musical number. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was super fun. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Are they both scored by Hans Zimmer? Because I noticed Muppet Treasure Island is. Oh, then yeah. Did he do Pirates? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. A couple of Hans Zimmer pieces. <laughs> After were the success of Gladiator, here. they brought him in to do, uh, because you've heard the story about they weren't going to do Pirates of the Caribbean because Disney was losing money. And they had just lost, like, to this day, Treasure Planet is their biggest financial disaster. So when they were like, hey, we're also making this Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Michael Eisner was kind of like, uh, no, you're not. So they just went ahead and they were shooting it without him knowing. <laughs> and when he showed up, he was like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. 
good. Okay, keep going. I was almost going to make us watch Treasure Planet. Yeah. But that movie got pulled from theaters after two days. It's so notoriously bad. So. It's funny because I, I, you know, I rewatched it and I was like, this movie, it's not that bad. I actually was like, this movie's like pretty okay. It just doesn't need to be in space. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing that you're selling the movie on like you, that's kind of the weakest element of the film but like there are great characters like that long john silver is probably the best of all of all three of these pirates but is it based on treasure island it is. It's also? Just in yeah. space. okay i didn't know that mm-hmm. yeah, know yeah. That. to your point about uh pirates when we were fighting i wasn't lying like i really we were fighting I really, we were fighting i really do like the movie and i think it's super fun to have a good time every time i watch it but every yeah. time orlando bloom starts talking yeah i kind of feel you on i that, would actually. die for her i'll be lost to Davy jones locker i'm like orlando Let's calm I feel down. like the movie wanted a straight man <laughs> yeah. for depth to play off, and right? He's too so, straight. <laughs> he goes like, yes, it's like a big scoop of like Greek yogurt without flavoring, yeah, like that you would put in a smoothie, <laughs> but I don't want to eat on its own. Right. Also known as vanilla ice cream. Yes, yes, well, uh, yes, well, yes, yes. Brandon, now that the gloves are are off and not like we're fighting more, I'm curious. What did you think about him and Elizabeth? Yeah, honestly, if if you're gonna rank the main characters, Jack Sparrow, Barbara. Bosa, Elizabeth, and um, Will, they are three and four. I would say they're like six and seven. Fine. I mean, whatever. I think, though, Barbosa and Jack are huge, and they're definitely enough for me. Sure. I mean, this movie tried things. I think it really tried things. Mm -hmm. I think the CGI holds up in a lot of places. I think seeing the the skeleton pirates stomp on the ocean floor is terrifying. And I I loved that scene. It it was Mm -hmm. just as good when I watched it last week as it was the first time I saw it. That skeleton monkey gets in my face and screams. I jump, you know, like there's great things in this movie. It's a straight up scary movie. I'm shocked that Disney let it. I mean, that's a PG-13 movie. It scared me as a kid. I remember when I was a kid, I saw it at a double feature like drive-in and I saw it with like Spy Kids 3D first. And then to go from Spy Kids 3D to Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, I was like, this is a jarring adjustment right here. Anytime a movie has like a little girl singing a song quietly, like I get scared of me. Yo, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh no, get me out. I'm not ready. Yeah, it was was super entertaining to watch. Every time Barbosa's on screen, he is absolutely incredible. Like I have mixed feelings about them bringing him back, but for the sequels, but man, when he shows up at the end of two, I was just like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. Let's do it. But in the movie, like, Gore Verbinski, the director, talks about him, like, calling him at night with, like, maybe my character could say this. And I was like, yeah, this mm-hmm. man loves what he's doing. Like, he's having the time of his life. And honestly, I was playing up the whole attractive women thing with Pirates movies, and I was putting my shoulder <laughs> into that a little bit. But in, And honestly, I was actually thinking critically about the role of, of Elizabeth Swan right. and how it is mm-hmm. just there for eye candy and how this is not a role that Keira Knightley would have taken nowadays. Yeah, you know, this right. is not something she would have done. It's too subjective. Like honestly, it's just kind of a cheap um, eye candy role, mm-hmm. and it is it's subpar. It is it subpar, is. Yeah. which which makes it a like in those spots when Barbosa's not on screen or Jack Sparrow's not on screen, it makes it a weak movie in those areas. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a little bit representative of like if you go on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, uh, it's like offensive. Like really? at Disney, oh. it's like they're selling wenches. 
Like oh it's Ooh. it's real rough. They've changed some of it in recent years when the movies came out. Right. People started writing it and were, were upset. But um, yeah, I think the first movie, there's not a lot of empowerment for women in it. Yeah. I think the sequels actually kind of try to retcon it and yeah. it isn't super interesting. But like, I like the character who's the... Yes, yes. She's like the spirit of the sea or something. Mm-hmm. You know Calypso. what I mean? You know what I'm talking yes. about? She's like a soothsayer or Calypso, something. Yeah. Yes. She's, she's all- like, she's Haitian or something. Her, her name is Calypso in the movie. Calypso. Yeah. Calypso. Let's, let's not throw and, around vague. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I feel like I, I probably was a little you know, bit offensive there, Calypso. but I think the Calypso. movie depicts her in a somewhat vague way as yeah. well. But I mean, and I feel like at least there's more for those characters to do in the sequels. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah I, I would agree. And I was going to say, I think when pirates are used best is when they're bad guys. You know, like when you try to make pirates like the heroes of the story, which I do kind of appreciate the writing of Jack Sparrow in that you never fully can trust him because you're like well he is a pirate like through and through like he will cheat he will play dirty like I think the story of like pirates becoming good guys isn't super interesting like I think they're used best when you know they're the main antagonist of the story and I think that that's what both these movies do pretty well for the most part I will say Muppets Treasure Island did have some pacing issues for me like there were a couple parts where I was like this is dragging just a little bit like some of the early song with Jim Hawkins his I want song I was like, it's taking a little while to get to the boat here a little bit. Mitch is gesturing for you to get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. I love his song. It's the Santa Fe from Newsies of this movie. It's so great. It even sounds like Santa Fe. Yeah. But there were just like little dips in the movie where I was just kind of like, what are we doing here? But luckily it's short enough so those dips are like few and far between. It's mainly like in transitional scenes. Like we're going from this place to this place now. All right, let's, let's figure it out. Like I don't think it was super seamless but that being said at like an hour and 40 minutes that's there's not going to be like hours of this is dragging it was like a couple like two or three minute moments where i was like hmm, all right i'm ready for you to pick it back up i think every muppets movie is essentially like a big collection of bits yeah that they've kind of strung together and some don't and work some some work and some don't yeah. right but most of them tend to work because they're pretty well-written movies right. but what do you think the tightest muppet movie is i think i would say the other one what is it um christmas muppets carol? christmas carol I would is agree. a little bit tighter than this but both are very good movies yeah. but i like christmas carol a little bit more have you guys seen uh the great muppet caper it's been so long but if you say I it's like I great have, gatsby actually. with the muppets I'll, I'll check it out you should i'm aware should of it watch. but i don't think i have yeah it's on disney plus also you should watch the great muppet caper it's good Ooh. i did have a moment where and i didn't want to bring this up in the fight because it's a nothing idea but i felt like what if you were to switch tim curry and johnny Depp and put them in the other person's movie. Like, how would that play out? You have Tim Curry as Captain Jack. And you oh, have, we should have done that. And you have, should have done that. And you have Johnny Depp with the Muppets. Just, oh, gonzo. <laughs> All right, the rematch. That's the first question. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey, thank you to all you land lovers for listening to this nautical episode of Fantastic. It's a lot of fun recording this show, and part of the fun for us is hearing your opinions. So if you want to talk about Disney movies with us, or even vote on who had the better arguments, try hanging the jib over at The Real Lounge, our private Facebook group. Or you can try out your sea legs over at our main Facebook page, Twitter account, or website at Real Boys Podcasts. That's Real, R-E-E-L, Boys Podcasts. And unless you're eyeing to walk the plank, did I use that one already? Okay, well, don't be a son of a biscuit eater. (laughs) 
please give us a rating and five-star review. And don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button. And in closing, you will always remember this as the day you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. See you real soon.